morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Big Mix. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Doc. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Johnny? I did, I did. I had some good food, had a few laughs. You were there for the laughs. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, as promised... As promised. We went to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in Manhattan. We fucking did. Yeah, yeah. No lie. No lie. It happened. Yeah, no, that's why we were telling people about it, so we couldn't pussy out at the last minute. Yeah, because otherwise you'll be like, man... What's up with you guys? Why don't you do the ridiculous things you say you will? And more often than not, we actually do the ridiculous stuff we say we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was one of those times. Mm-hmm. Didn't live tweet it because who cares? Well, no, we couldn't. Oh, I, right. I was trying. There's uh, uh, there were there were so many people there, just hundreds of thousands of people, jam packed all up and down Sixth Avenue that you couldn't get a signal out. Because people weren't just, like, trying to tweet or text. People were, like, trying to send videos and Instagram and all that shit. Yeah, no, I tried to send uh, one photo to a friend. Mm -hmm. Took, like, four attempts. Like, you know, so uh, got it 40 minutes late, but got it. Yeah, no, the satellites were just jammed up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can overload those fucking things. And it happened. Yeah. But, you know, we went. We saw uh, a lot of marching bands, a lot of clowns. We, we did, it was almost like we did a live improv show, like a commentary, for an audience. An unwilling audience. An unwilling audience of about five people in a little ring around us. <laughs> How many could hear us, I'm not sure. I know some of them did. Yeah, yeah, we got some laughs, we got some uncomfortable stares, we probably got some shaking of the heads that I didn't see. Yeah, uh, there was a, a lady standing next to me, right? Mm-hmm. Did not know anything about anything. I need to tell this, okay, to the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I heard this lady. Okay. The the Sesame Street float comes by. Uh-huh. Right? It's yeah. got all the Muppets on it. Right. Got Ernie and Big Bird and stuff. The and Sesame she, Street Muppets, yeah. Yes, yes, the Sesame Muppets. Yes. And it comes by, she points at it, she's like, Oh look, 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 there's Big Bird and there's Ernie. And there in the back in the garbage can is Grover. <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys uh, one yeah. guess. As to uh, who was in the garbage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Muppet typically lives in the garbage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the, you uh, get zero guesses because yeah. everyone knows it's Oscar. Yeah. He's not even the same color as Grover. It's no. not even a Cookie Monster situation. No, you know? not at all. It's uh, just fucked up. And, uh, you know, when the when the Peanuts float came by, she was like, oh, look, there's Lucy. And, and there's Pigpen with the blanket. <laughs> Linus. Yeah, yeah, he was clean. It was yes. a clean suit. Yes, yes. Yeah. Linus is the one who has a dependency problem with his blanket. Yes. Now, this is also the woman who, who uh, took to shouting at everything that was going by. Whenever, Carly! Yeah, every, Carly! every time a celebrity went by, she would scream their name. That's what she was doing for Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. The call me maybe girl. Now, okay. now, I like Carly Rae Jepsen and everything, but neither me nor this lady are 15-year-old girls. And therefore, that is questionable. Yeah, and also, she couldn't hear you. Well, no, no. And she was doing that for celebrities I didn't know the names of, and I'm not sure she did. Yeah. Also, there at one point, there was a high school marching band that came by... And uh, they're just they're just a fucking high school marching band. There were t- yep. a lot of them. 
big old tubas and whatnot. This particular one comes out. They're doing their thing like everybody else. She shouts, "Thanks for coming out!" Like like she's the host of the goddamn parade. Like like she's Matt Lauer. Exactly. Or Al Roker or whoever was doing it. We don't know because we didn't watch it on TV because yeah, we were there. It, it doesn't matter. This is also the one where there were some balloons that were clearly uh, in the shape of uh, 20-sided dice. Yes. And she, they were colorful. They were obviously D20s. Well, I mean, they were polyhedrons. But they were polyhedrons. She shouts out, oh, look, Rubik's Cubes! Woman doesn't know what a cube is. Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether you know a lot about fancy dice, yeah, that ain't a cube. No, no, no. it's not at all. That the sides was... are shaped like triangles on those things, you know? <laughs> a cube, the sides are squares. And on a Rubik's Cube, the sides are squares divided up into more squares. No triangles ever. Yeah, you didn't You didn't hear this part because this is when you went to pee in the M&M store. Well, but... I knew they'd have a bathroom because that's where tourists go. <laughs> Bathroom, yeah. Nobody eat the yellow M&M bin for like a week. Well, that's the one you would go in. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, just uh, stay out of that bin. And you shouldn't be going to the M&M store anyway, that's just wrong. Yeah, but you don't need a whole store for those. Yeah, so the parade was stupid. We we made loud, vulgar jokes for over two hours. We said fuck around a lot of babies. We did. And we got some chuckles, but whatever, that's that's fine. Yeah. 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 But we, we missed we missed what I would say is really the sort of spectacle I'd say you hope for without actually hoping for. Yes. Now, we were at uh, 50th Street, correct? Uh, yeah, right across the street from Radio City Music Hall. Yes. Um, now, on 11, 6th Avenue. 11 blocks south of us. Yeah. Didn't find out about this, by the way, until Saturday morning, two yeah. days later. On, on 39th Street. And yeah, <laughs> we didn't find out about this until Saturday morning. So... Al Roker, whoever was doing this for NBC, falling down on the job by not telling us about the thing that we're about to tell you. To be fair, we don't know that because we were not watching television at the time. Well, I feel like this would have been the biggest thing on Twitter if, if people knew. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this was reported by NBC News on the Internet this morning on 39th Street. Indeed. During the parade. <laughs> oh, do say it, sir. Whilst... Making balloon animals for, for children. children on 39th and 6th, a clown died of cardiac arrest. During the parade. Right there in front of thousands of people during the Thanksgiving parade. A clown died. A clown died. <laughs> now, are there... Clown there, by the way, hundreds and hundreds of clowns at this goddamn thing. I've never seen so many clowns in I, one place. I didn't know there was such a demand for clowns in today's economy. It was like the non-Juggalo gathering of the Juggalos. There it were that was. many clowns. It was. It was a Juggalo-sized group of clowns. Yeah. It was a gathering of clowns. That's the... Uh, the name for a group, like a gaggle of geese, but a, uh, a gathering of clowns. Right. I don't know if there's a name for an enormous group of clowns that aren't juggalos. We'll call them normalos. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He's. I looked him up. Okay, he's like he was like sixty-seven. So he yeah. he was a seasoned clown. Yeah, I mean, and now a lot of these clowns, they all had matching outfits. And kind of part of being a clown is you have your unique clown look, right? Right. So these clowns all had matching outfits and makeup, so these weren't professional clowns. These were uh, people who were just in the parade, and this happened to be their costume. Like, some people dress up like turkeys or whatever. These people were dressed as clowns. This guy was making balloon animals. 
That is the mark of a seasoned clown. Right, he's got key clown skills. He's got clown skills, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Key yeah. clown skills. Yeah. Yes. You can't just put on the makeup and magically know how to make balloon animals. you got to practice not. that shit. Yeah, so imagine, he starts at Columbus Circle, marches all the way down, stops to make some balloon animals for some kids, clutches his chest with a grim rictus on his face, which is covered in, <laughs> in clown makeup. white clown makeup, yes. and goes, and falls on the ground, and I have to assume, people, that everyone laughed and clapped when he collapsed on the ground because they thought it was a bit. Bearing in mind, he almost certainly had uh-huh. a half-completed balloon doggy <laughs> in one hand and a child awaiting that doggy uh-huh. in the crowd. Yes. Now, now, I'd like to just stop here and say that there are no more amazing words in the English language than... A clown died. <laughs> That's fair. That's I mean, fair. It's that is sad. Uh, it is sad that a person with you know hopes and dreams and all that is dead. It's like a Hemingway flash fiction story, though. It's, yeah, it's shorter yeah. than his. A clown died. You're right. That's shorter than the baby shoe story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A clown died. That's a story. Oh my god! Eleven blocks. From where we were standing and making dumb jokes about parade floats to people who didn't want to hear it. This a clown was dying. I mean, and I don't wish for the death of any clowns. I'm not a monster, exactly. I, I, not for I, that reason. Right, and I'm not going to name, draw, drag this old clown's name through the mud, but it sounds like Paul Giamatti. It's that kind of name. It's uh, a schlubby name. Yeah, I'm not going to say his name, but it's you just picture Paul Giamatti. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just made this a hundred times sadder. Okay? Because Paul Giamatti, like, if I had to pitch a movie uh-huh. for Paul Giamatti, yeah. the, the elevator pitch, uh-huh. a clown dies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Whatever. And he's, he was 67. Yeah. And look, there's either, there's one of two ways you can be a 67-year-old clown, right? You can either love it. Right? Be a lifer. Oh, yeah. You're totally into it. Like, and I love clowning so much, I'm going to die a clown. Or it can be an absolute heartbreaking tragedy. Like, he hates it and has hated it every day for 67 years. So, uh, like, oh, my God. Johnny. Johnny. I'm going to die being a clown. This clown's going to kill me, man. So, uh, kind of a Bobcat Goldthwait, Jerry Lewis clown. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, and I don't know. I don't see. The thing is, they announced his real name in the news, but they didn't announce his clowning name. I hope somebody remembers it forever. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. Like, I hope at the clown memorial, they're engraving his clown name into the big black wall right now. I don't know how this clown story ends. Like, I don't know the the final resting. I may have to look this dude up and I mean, find out if I can find out about his clowning history. A percentage clown of clowns must die in the line of duty. That's just. You know, St- that's just uh, law of averages. Yeah. yeah, So that's what happened here. Yeah. So happy clown, net, clown death news update. Oh my god! So happy fucking Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Uh, de- yeah. I mean, but uh, I'm not wrong in saying when you go out to see a spectacle, you don't want that to happen, but you don't want to miss that happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not monsters. It's not NASCAR. We don't want people to die. No. 
clowns to die, but I missed seeing the clown die. That's a life how experience. Many, yeah, how many times do you get to see a clown die? It's not going to come up very often. I don't hang out in clowning circles. I don't know that many clowns. You don't go down to the clown bar? No, no. Oh my god, we need to find that bar. I don't spend... Actually, yeah. Oh my, and not a juggalo bar, a real clown bar. No, like the fucking kids' birthday party circus clown types. Yeah, where do, like, they, where do they hang out? Because, like, you know, there's, like, cop bars and stuff, and, like, like, where's the clown bar? And, like, when there's a circus or a carnival in town, is there a particular bar the clowns flock to when they're off hours, just like Hell's Angels? Oh, God, we have to find this bar. We have to find the clown bar. Okay, we're going to roll the topic to get it out of the way now, Yeah, and then we're going to just devote our lives to finding this bar and fuck all of you. That's okay. a good plan. All so, right, let's do that. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, topic time. Okay, good. Okay, that adds up to a lot. That's a 33. Hey, 33. Good rolling there, Johnny. Yeah, it's a fun number. All right. Okay, 33 is Houseboats, suggested by uh, Brady in presumably Philadelphia, given that he is the co-host of JV Mail. Hey, thanks, Brady. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, Brady Hicks uh, of Philadelphia, who not only is on JV Mail, but he is also the host of the In the Room show on WEXP Radio in Philadelphia. Wow, send us a promo for that. We can do some real real work. You know? Yeah, we would. Uh, yeah, Brady did not send us a, a commercial for In the Room, but uh, yeah. we'll play it if you, you want to send us one. Holy fuck, that's got a W in it and everything. That's a proper station, sounds like. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, it's college radio, but it's still on the proper radio. Yeah, no, that goes out on a signal. And you can also find uh, In the Room uh, in podcast form at vbradyhicks.com. All right. All right. We it's, promoted uh, the shit out of you, boyo. Yeah, my understanding is it's a, it's a wrestling show. It's a live wrestling show with callers and stuff, so if you like the wrestling... Hey, check out Brady Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. But what we like today is houseboats. 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 You know, I gotta say, houseboats are pretty cool. Houseboats are awesome, okay? Because to state the obvious here, Mm -hmm. it's a boat. Yeah. But it's also your house. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's pretty cool right there. Like, a lot of people have boats, you know? You got your crappy little speedboat or whatever. If you're Mitt Romney, because we're still going to make fun of you, I don't care what happens to you. Sure. You know, if you're Mitt Romney, you got your yacht or whatever, you know? Take him while he's down. He's a piece of shit. Fuck you, Mitt Romney. Go on. But you got your yacht, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, like, you get on your yacht and you have a little vacation, and then you go home. And your house is a house, you know? Yeah. Or if you got your speedboat... You drive around in it for a while, and you pretend you're James Bond, you jack off, and then you go home, and your house is still a house. Okay? Houseboat, you live on a boat. That's what a pirate does. Yeah. And, and, I mean, when you think about living in something that's also a moving vehicle... Yeah. Most of your options are unrealistic, right? Like, um, uh, airships... Yeah. You know, which you see in, like, uh, you know, Final Fantasy games, that kind of thing. We don't really have airships. Like, not there aren't like, any blimps. Not like those. There aren't any blimps that people live on full time. No. No. Um, spaceships, uh, I'm not talking about, like, the city-sized ones like the Enterprise, but, like, the Millennium Falcon is, like, it's a spaceship that Han Solo lives on. That's yeah. his house. Yeah. We don't have those. Well, no. We. I mean, the market for Jolly Vagabonds is just not, not at its peak right now. Not at all. No. But a houseboat... That's a boat. Yeah, I mean, you can live in your van... But that's yeah. that's I mean, sad. I mean, one you can, I, there's campers. 
Yeah, there's, there's campers. Yeah, there's RVs. Theoretically, trailers, like trailer park trailers, you can hitch that up to a car and right. drive around on that. But again, like a trailer park, you know, those trailers, wheels or no, are meant to be stationary. The wheels are just to get them there. Right. I mean, you can live in a mobile home. They're called mobile homes. Yeah. Technically, you can drive them around. They have bathroom facilities. You just need to, like, rig them up to a pump every once in a while. Yeah. Charge the batteries and shit. Like... I mean, that's it's an option. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can live in a mobile home and just drive from campsite to campsite, and that's your life. Yeah, but a boat is a boat. Yeah, like it, I mean, and the houseboat—that's a functioning boat that doesn't just sit there like a trailer park. You can unhitch that thing from the docks and just take out to the open waters. Yeah, I, if I was gonna make a major, you know, lifestyle change, like I've lived in big houses in the country and I've lived in little apartments in the city. If I was going to make another, like, major housing change, I think houseboat. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It makes sense. Like, you can just sail away. I mean, like, I I assume there's some kind of, uh, you know, licensing or something involved in... in, Because I don't know how the fuck to drive a boat, you know? I haven't driven a car in the better part of a decade because I I don't really, you know, need one because I live in the city. Well, I did some research on this. Okay. Okay. As far as licensing to be able to, like, drive the boat... That's up to, like, your local government and, like, coastal authority. Okay. So, if you live in New York, you got to talk to the people who, you know, run the harbors, uh, etc. Okay. You know, whatever river or seaside town you, you yeah. live in, you got to, you know... So, like, yeah, if you're required to have, like, a boat driver license there, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's a local law thing. But it's not the same thing as being a captain. Being a captain is fucking complicated, <laughs> I was about to say, do you get to call yourself a captain if you live on a houseboat? When people come on the boat, do they have to ask you for permission to come aboard? Can you marry them and stuff? I mean, like... Um, well, the thing is, like, a houseboat, in that it's your property, if you own a houseboat, yeah. I mean, it's that's just like... That's the same as calling yourself the mayor of your apartment. Well, no, you rent, it, you rent your apartment. Okay, fine. If you owned a house... I'm, I'm like, the captain of my couch, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of my point, though. Like, yeah. all right, we rent the apartment. But let's say you, uh, you know, yeah, you, you owned a house okay. in a town, and you own, like, you know, two acres around the house, and you were like, I'm the captain of this house, or, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the mayor of this house. You can call yourself that. That, but You're not that, a real mayor. Nobody, that comes to free speech. There's, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't hold any weight. Yeah. Well, there's actually a fair bit of like maritime law and tradition God, involved I love in maritime shit. law. Oh yeah, yeah. All flags and shit, and you know, little banners and semaphore and crap. Oh god, maritime law rules. <laughs> no, there's a difference between. Uh, first off, if you look up captain, there's a lot of other things about. You know, there's like... Yeah, because not all captains are on boats, right? I mean, you can be a police captain, never set foot on a boat. Yeah. This is specifically about water captains, seagoing captains. Sea captains, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, in... Obviously, the militaries have their own ranking system. So, if you're a... If you're in some government's navy, yeah. then you become a captain by complicated military principles. But where it generally breaks down for the private civilians is in terms of uh, commercial use. Okay, so if you're in like cruise lines or other recreational stuff, or like shipping and, and like freight hauling and stuff, yes, you need a, a maritime license. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a maritime captain's license that you have to actually get. Uh, it's based on what's called uh, your flag state. Flag state doesn't necessarily mean the state you live in. A flag state is your region of origin where your vessel is uh, registered and you abide by the laws of your flag state. Are you saying the flag state is whose flag you sail under? Exactly. Oh my god, I love the sea! So your flag state can be, you know, Florida... Your flag state can also be Spain or oh, France I Spain. or India, whatever. Yeah, you go to Spain and you register your vessel there and you sail under Spanish law. I want to sail under the flag of Spain. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I want to discover shit. I want to go on Magellan on everyone. Oh my God, this is how I fuck the sea. <laughs> but... In in terms of a houseboat, you're you're mostly you're probably you don't have to go so far as to get like a maritime captain's license. And those those by the way, the different licenses, like there's an all purpose one you can get. You have to go to like Captain College and shit. I'm not making that up. Whatever, man, I'll go to <laughs> Captain the, College. See Captain College. I wanna but. hang a bunch of shit, I wanna wear a bunch of medals and epaulets and little frilly things and a fucking sash and a hat. I want all of it. When I go home at night, when I go back to my houseboat, uh-huh. first thing I wanna do is take off whatever I'm wearing and put on my medals and my sash and my epaulets and my little hat, okay, and my captain's boots, what the fuck ever. You should have a bunch of little hooks on a wall by your bed. Yeah. Uh, so you can, like, hang up all the, like, you know, paraphernalia. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my entire storage system would be hook and pulley based. It would just have to be, because I'm oh, yeah. a man of the sea. Absolutely. That, when you have a houseboat, you live on a boat. Beneath you is the floor, and beneath that is the sea, okay? You are a man of the sea. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> um, but but lesser captain's licenses are based on things like uh, how big the boat is and how much you're going to haul and all that kind of shit, like tonnage and whatnot. Okay, <laughs> but uh, if you just own a houseboat that's the size of a typical houseboat, that's more akin to just like local property laws. You're not really going to be getting like captain's licenses and stuff. You're basically and there's actually. A lot of local legal dis- uh, disputes all over the world about where the line is between floating home ownership and like boat ownership. Because there's there's actually a, a, a fair number of things that are classified as houseboats that are just like houses built on pontoons that float in the water but don't have engines or anything. They just mm. Floating houses, and there was a case. Well, that's no, that's no home for a man of the sea. No, it's it's. I wouldn't call it a houseboat. There's a case in uh, Queens about four years ago. Uh, a Romanian immigrant, I'm not making that up, uh, moved to New York and uh, has a houseboat. It's it doesn't have a motor, but it's at this dock in Queens, this like marina, and apparently it was under private ownership. He's he's lived there for decades, and uh, it, it got bought out by the city, and they were like. Sending him fines and hassling him and taking him to court because he was the only full time resident of the marina uh-huh. and the rest of it was like people coming to recreational shit. Yes. And uh, yeah, big, huge court case. Uh, city lawyers and stuff. Uh, I never found out how it turned out because yes, I, well, I could only ever find one article about the guy. <laughs> See, uh, men of the sea yeah. have no patience. 
For land law, okay? See, but that's the thing. It's it's where he makes the errors in not having an engine on his floating house. Indeed. If he had a genuine houseboat, he could just sail away. Indeed. He could, go to a different, he could go to a friendlier dock. Yeah. Uh, uh, a more welcoming harbor, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or indeed, he could take to the water. He could take to the open sea. Head out into international waters where there is no law and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. You can just, like, you can punch a dog, whatever. That is entirely true. (laughs) But there's... I'll come up with better stuff to do out there later. I don't really want to punch a dog. Yeah, I really, if you're going to do that, the number one thing you have to worry about after, like, having enough drinking water is pirates. So... Well, yeah. Be careful sailing around the coast of Africa, is my point. What I'm saying is you could round up a bunch of clowns, go out to open, you know, into international waters, Uh just have yourself a clown fight, whatever. You could. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, I found out, another interesting piece of houseboat trivia. There are these huge rivers where um, houseboats are a, a vacation destination. Working ones. Uh, there's these big rivers in... Uh, some of the biggest ones are in Australia and Canada. Okay. But you can find them all over the world. They have houseboats you can rent for your vacation. They have motors. You can actually move them. Okay. And you go there for their vacation, just like renting a cabin out in the woods. Yeah. But you're renting a houseboat, and you can, like, like drive it up and down the river. That's because sleeping in a houseboat uh-huh. is such... Uh, a wonderful experience yeah. that landlovers will pay for just a weekend of getting to pretend that they are men of the sea. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I would if I didn't kind of want to do it full time. Yeah, no, I, I would relish the opportunity to be a man of the sea. I feel like I kind of already am in my heart. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could be, but you're not in real life and any captain would tell you that, but you aspire to be. I definitely do. I feel like this episode here is, is is changing the course of my life. I feel like you're having an awakening here. I am absolutely having an awakening. An awakening to the wonders of the briny deep, okay? <laughs> you're going to get a houseboat. Okay? I am going gonna... to get su- uh, such a houseboat. Oh, my and, God. And I am going to sail... be Homer Thompson up in that bitch. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to sail from port to port. Yes. And find all the clown bars. See, now... <laughs> Obviously, that is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've got two new life goals yeah, from this episode here. You life plan. Yeah. We're, lo- we're laying it out right now. we got a breakthrough. That is it, actually. Yeah. I aspire now to own a houseboat someday. I yeah. would like to live on a boat and be a man of the sea and, and, and just get out there and, and fight mermaids or whatever. I don't know what I would do. Let but, me just point out, that is a much cooler goal than, frankly, the typical goal. Yeah. Okay, I remember uh, a month or two ago, douchey little Paul Ryan was on TV talking about the American dream. Oh, goody. And about how uh, most Americans don't aren't interested in the American dream anymore. And if you recall, it's it's a cliche that was bandied around a lot after World War II. Yes. It's like, oh, everybody has a house and a car in the driveway and a chicken in the pot. And everyone yeah. wants to have their own crappy house in the suburbs. Yep. Fuck that. No. I don't need a boring old house like everybody has a boring old house. The fact that it's boring and old means that it's exactly that. No, no, fuck that. House in the suburbs? No, okay. A house born on the back of Mother Ocean, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Because this is how I talk now, okay? Just rest of my life, this is how I talk now. Like a man of the sea. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? It's pretty soon we're going to have to start calling you Captain Good Times. You're and right. that's cool, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Yeah. Yeah. But, Paul Ryan, the reason fewer Americans care about the American dream is the American dream is lame. And you know who likes it? Uh, uh, rich douchebags like you, Paul Ryan. Yeah, land lovers is who <laughs> likes it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I have no patience for that shit anymore, okay? No, no. Like, if, if you are not ready to just hop onto the back of a dolphin and have yourself an adventure, then I don't know if I want to know you anymore. Okay? Absolutely, absolutely. This is, uh, you know, you're going to be making your way. Uh, you're going to have, you know, a, a lady by your side and a hilarious animal that lives on the boat. Oh, my God, yeah. No, there will absolutely be a monkey on this boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get yourself a lady and a monkey and a houseboat, and you, you're set. For a life of adventures. I mean, pretty much any ideal living situation does involve a monkey. Because, I mean, the other one is, of course, a treehouse. Okay. And what's a treehouse without a monkey butler? All right, all right, all right. Wait, wait. Now, you said ideal living choice. Yes. Treehouse. Well, a nice treehouse. We're talking about non-American dream, you know, living situations here. And we already talked about living on vehicles. Yeah. Um, I don't get the treehouse thing. Now, treehouse makes sense if you're, you know, because I've, I've, I believe I've said in the past, in a zombie apocalypse, I would probably convert to an Ewok type strategy. Yes. Where you, you build your civilization in the trees where zombies can't get at you. Ewok style. Yeah. Okay. They can climb ladders. Right, yeah. right. So in that scenario, sure, but now you said you're, you're making it sound like it's more than that. The tree house. No, thing. it would be a huge ass tree, just like you knock down a building, and what? in the middle of the lot, you plant a huge ass tree. <laughs> so, knock down a building, because there are ju- there are just trees. It's like you uproot one, and you move it to where the building used to be. Okay, and then you build the big ass fancy house in the tree. Are you talking like in the city? Like you want to knock down like an apartment building in Brooklyn and put a tree there? Well, now I am. Yeah. Okay, and. uh because you could just go live in a California redwood. I mean, those trees are goddamn huge and yeah. awesome. Well, they are. And if I could, you know, the thing is, people who live, quote-unquote, live in those trees, uh-huh. it's not really a sustainable uh, thing. It's like we, we, we tie ourselves to a branch to stop someone from cutting it down or whatever. That yeah. Julia Butterfly chick lived in a redwood for like two years straight. I mean, she had to haul down baskets of crap and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she was pooping <laughs> in a bucket. Okay? Yeah. No, this would have a bathroom and stuff, you know, okay. and... And, like, you know, the, the lot that it's on would have a street ad- street address. <laughs> and uh, and then, like, you know, like, you get mail, and it okay. would be, like, you know, the address. And then instead of the apartment number, it would uh-huh. just say, the tree. And okay. they put it in the mailbox. But the mailbox would actually be a wooden pail hooked up to a dumbwaiter. And <laughs> the monkey butler would haul it up. And it, it, It's the monkey butler I'm having a problem with. What? So, oh, okay. the rest of this is fine, but the monkey butler is crazy. Well, I get, I get, okay, you get a tree, all right, and the mailbox, I mean, it would probably have numbers on it. It would be like Throop Avenue, the tree. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But I, I don't get the monkey butler. Like, you don't just get a monkey and it can be a butler. Well, no, you train it. <laughs> okay. You just... Are... You get it a little tuxedo, and that's half the work done. All right. Well, having a funny monkey just running around and, like, stealing apples and shit on your boat is one thing. That's just... It's like having a cat. Yeah. But, I mean, you basically just tell it to get off certain things. 
you know, don't eat the poison dates. Yeah. But teaching an animal to just be a pet and teaching an animal to be a household servant are two very different things. It's a monkey. It's clever. It's smarter than a cat, I will grant you. But, all right, all right. Okay, so you're going to get a monkey butler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it will use its clever little hands to uh, swab the deck or whatever. Or, wait, no, that's the boat. You're... (laughs) I I don't... (laughs) I don't see where the treehouse thing trumps... The houseboat. It doesn't. The houseboat sounds so much cooler than Treehouse is definitely the silver medalist here. Okay. So, uh, All right. So you okay? So you thinking sea captain before Ewok? Yeah. Well, yeah. Duh. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, yes. I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Okay. If you live in a treehouse, people are either gonna call you Squirrel Man or they're gonna call you Ewok. Do you want that? No, I want to be a man of the sea. Yeah. You want to be? <laughs> do you want to be Ewok guy? Creepy Ewok guy with the monkey? Oh, or, oh, okay. Not or, or do you want to be Captain Good Times? I would. L- I would prefer to be Captain Good Times. Okay, but the, I don't think that's the direction they would go. I think they would say. I think they would say, "Wonderful Tree Man with the awesome monkey." Okay, in his adorable little tuxedo. You think you're going to be a trendsetter? You think this is going to be the next cool, hip thing to do in Brooklyn? I think it's going to be. A, I don't think it'll be a trendsetter. You're going to think you're going to convert think, like hipster tree people. To, like, live in the, like, urban forest with you. Well, they've got the beards for it, so... That's true. Yeah. And the flannel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, suddenly my idea doesn't seem so crazy. No, it does. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter, because it's... I want the boat, okay? Yeah, I think... I think houseboats... It wins. Yeah, it fucking wins. Yeah. Okay? I mean, this is just solidly cool. And here's the thing. I met a guy once who lived on a houseboat right here in New York. Oh. I mean, I don't think he lived here permanently, but... Why would he? Why would he need to live anywhere permanently? He can... You know, because when you move in a houseboat, you don't need to call movers and put all your shit in a truck and move it. No. Okay? You, You just take your whole house... And you move it somewhere else with all the stuff right where it was. Do you need to rearrange the furniture to fit with your new floor plan? No. It's the same house. Well, that's just it. The the, the, the primary expense is just buying the houseboat in the first place. Well, it's, so, and, sure you know, it's expensive, yeah. Prices will range. I don't know. But it, a houseboat's probably expensive, but I don't know that it costs more than a house. That's fair. Because then you need, like, land and shit. But like, and yeah, what, when you got the house, you got your property taxes and yeah, you know, your, and like city taxes and whatnot, equity. But what this guy told me was, once you own the houseboat, yeah, it's like all you ever have to pay for. I mean, outside of like supplies and shit, is a docking fee wherever you happen to be. And that, well, how much is that? Uh, he, less than a lot less than rent was well. the explanation. Like, I mean, he was docked uh, off the coast of Manhattan Island. Oh, where rent is. Insane, insane, yeah, just yeah. I don't know if it's cheaper than like a shitty apartment in Brooklyn, like we have. But the point is, like, if the docking fee is too high, you can always go somewhere else. Go to a cheaper dock. Yeah, yeah. And if you're if you work from like city to city, and you just need to go to places where there are mass transit on the coast. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to dock somewhere cheaper. How will I get to the city for work? Oh, if only I had a boat. Oh, I fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is, okay? To be a man of the sea. (laughs) And there are, let's face it, a lot of important places on the coasts of things. Yeah, that's where the action is. 
You right. know why? Because when you come in off the sea, right? Okay, which is where the real action is, of course. <laughs> right. You know, it, that's the thing. People want people who are into cool stuff want access to the sea, and they want to be able to go between those two things freely. So you you build the cool <laughs> stuff by the coast. See, I think it's a you know initially it's a holdover, right? I mean, well, four yeah. or five hundred years ago when they're building everything, uh, you know, you need cities on the water so you can like ship and you know take people. Obviously, you know, prior to the invention of the airplane, that's how you got from continent to continent was on a yes. goddamn boat. Yes. Where did you come when you came from Europe to here? You went to New York, indeed. You know, or Virginia, or you know, one of the fucking coastal areas, the ports. Yeah, yes. the ports. That's not much of an issue anymore. There's all kinds of ways to get around the world, but those cities are already there and big and populous, so now it is uniquely useful to the houseboating community. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you got a niche, like a yeah. built-in leftover niche for houseboaters. Like, how far do you think a houseboat could honestly get? Not just out into the ocean, but like, it, like if you're sticking to the coast, how far? Could I take that thing through the Panama Canal? Oh, God, I hope so. Well, between here and the Panama Canal, there are plenty of docks where you can refuel. Wonderful. Yeah. So, it really depends on your, your, you know, your fuel and your, like, method of recharging and whatnot. Well, I am going through that canal. I am going through that canal, and I am just going to, like, salute all the men who are cemented up inside it, and hell yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd say, in summation, Brady... We are uh, thumbs up to houseboats. Big thumbs up to houseboats. Yeah, houseboats are cool. That's what we learned today. We learned what we all need to be doing, which is living on boats. Yeah, why the fuck not? Because it's a boat. Also... And you live on it. And you remember earlier when I mentioned zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Guess what's zombie proof? Houseboats. I'm going to say houseboats. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because zombies can't swim. Yeah. No. And like when the hurricane came, we got like two or three days of warning. You could sail the houseboat hundreds of miles away by then. You really could. You could yeah. go to Canada or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So They're not uh, going to kick you out, man, because you'd just be like, oh, no, I, I sail under the flag of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it in a sexy accent. Like whatever. Like the most interesting man in the world. No, you're, you're a privateer. You're just yeah. hired by them, you know? No, I just mean, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that works. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh... All right. That's all my maritime terms. I'm out now. Well... Privateer was the last one. You got some time to look some more up, so you can talk like that from now on. Yeah, well, good. good. Get used to it. Yeah. You got <laughs> to make a, a stop at the thrift store. Buy some Siemens clothes. You know, you need, like, some big sweaters and, like, a cool hat. Oh, my God. I am going to wear the biggest sweaters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Well, until next week, I'm going to be buying sweaters. Ahoy! Ahoy, indeed. This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.